0: Radio Pulp. Presenting Superman. Up in the sky. Look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And now, Superman. Eighth wonder of the modern world. Visitor from a distant planet whose strength knows no limits. Whose endurance is beyond anything humanity has ever known. We have seen how the child of Jor-El and Lara was placed in the rocket ship and sent on his way to Earth. During the long journey of the rocket ship to the Earth, the child has become a man. The rocket landed in a desert. Superman stepped forth full-grown to explore this strange new world in which he found himself. Today, as our story continues, we find him hovering with his curious power above a quiet highway in Indiana. A trolley car is just pulling up the hill, and as Superman wheels and turns in curious flight unseen below... A man and a boy come out of the shed that serves as waiting room.
1: Morning, Professor. Good morning. Going into town? Yes, that's right, John. Taking Jimmy to the fair.
2: That is a great show, all right. Well, I reckon you're my only passengers. Uh, Make yourselves at home.
1: I'm going to get me a drink of wine. All right. Why, Dad... We've got the trolley all to ourselves. Yeah, regular private car. Where'd the motorman go? And just over to the spring for a drink. It's a mighty hot day. you better hurry or we'll be late. <laughs> we can't start without the motorman. But we are starting. Look, Dad. The doors have closed. We're moving. Yes, what happened? Dad, I want to get out. The brakes. Something happened to the brakes. Let's get out, quick. Open the doors. They're jammed. They're tight shut. Dad. We're going faster and faster. We're going downhill. Dad, what are we going to do? Jimmy, come here. The window. Out the window, Dad. Get it open. Smash it. No. Oh. Wait. Jump, Dad. Dad. Jump. No, no, no. It's too late. Going too fast. We've got to, Dad. Look, there ahead. There's a tree. Jimmy. A tree. A tree's falling right in the tracks. Look! Look! There in the sky. It's a man. Why, he's flying. It can't be. It's not possible. Dad, he's coming straight at us. He's swooping down. He's carrying off the roof. Dad! Quick, grab hold of me. No, put me down. Let me go. Stop it. One under each arm. Out through the top. Hold on. We're going to crash. Well, we just got out of that in time. Trolley car's a wreck. Smashed into a million pieces. Where are you going? what are you doing to us Uh, what's happening put us down don't be frightened you're all right I had to get you out of there in a hurry pulling off that roof was the only way now we're going down again down down there you are safe and sound in the field well I I don't know what to say quite all right professor getting you and the boy out of that car was nothing I can't believe it who are you anyway where do you come from I have no name I come from a world that no longer exists. Here in this world of yours, men would call me a Superman. It's a dream. A wild, impossible dream. But, Dad, it happened. We saw it. He flew down took us under his arms. And out of the car, that's all. Nothing so strange about that. And you saved our lives, Jimmy's and mine. I don't understand even now, but I'm grateful. Are you, Professor? Well, do you doubt it? Would you do something to prove it? Would we? Anything at all. And make me a promise. Promise that you'll say nothing at all about what's happened. What? Don't you want people to know? Not just yet. I want no one to know, except those I help. Will you promise? (laughs) If you wish. I do, believe me. Then you have our word. Is that all? No. You've given me your promise. Now I want your advice. You want advice from us? You know this world. I'm a stranger. You know the people in it, and I have still to find them out. You want to meet men, is that it? Not meet them, Professor. Observe them, study them, see them at their best and their worst. Know which to help and when help is needed. If you can tell me that... Dad,
0: can we help him? Well,
1: I think so, Jimmy, if that's what he wants. It would mean a great deal to me. Well, my friend, if we can call you that... I hope we can. My first friends on this earth. To mingle with people, to see men at the highest and the lowest, if that's what you want... Well, now, let me think. Uh, now how about a newspaper, a great metropolitan daily? A newspaper? Well, yes, join their staff. Be a reporter. Oh, but you can't do it in those clothes. Not that blue costume with the cloak and shield on your breast. Gee, you couldn't. Uh, Jimmy, these are the cloak and the shield of Superman. If I become as other men, I shall dress as other men. Well, you'll have to assume some kind of a name. Uh, what do they call you? I have no name. Well, how about... Clark Kent. That sounds all right. Yes, why not? It's usual enough. Won't attract attention. Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Yes. And about joining a newspaper. That should give me an opportunity to learn the troubles of men, to know whom to help and when help is needed. I'll do it. Many thanks to both of you for your advice. Well, no thanks are necessary. If there were only something more... Just this. Remember your promise. Never to reveal my identity. And now, goodbye. I've stayed too long, and I'm off. Goodbye!
0: Goodbye! Goodbye!
1: They're right. Superman must become a reporter. A reporter by the name of Clark Kent. Clark Kent. I'll do it. your roll.
2: White. Listen, Chief... You better get somebody in that railroad story right away. Anything, break? Looks bad. I don't know where your dope came from, but it sure was right. Well, where are you now? At the yards out of town.
1: If I were you,
2: I'd have somebody watch the man they call the wolf. The
1: wolf. That's what I do, Chief. Watch him. Trail him. Follow him every minute.
0: He's at the bottom of this as sure as you're born. Now, hey, I gotta be there Someone's coming. Oh. So...
2: Excuse me, Mr. White. Young man's still waiting. What young man? Oh, the one who wants a job? Well, let him wait. Who have we got that's free? The can's on the coast. Grayson's down in Virginia. Most of the day, men are full up. I knew it. Confound, it's always the way. Something breaks and nobody to handle it. What is it, Mr. White? Railroads. Sabotage. I didn't believe it, but there may be something in it after all. If there is... Yes, sir. If there is, Miss Smith, it'll be the biggest story since Lindbergh. And me, short-handed. Oh, what's the use? Yes, sir. Uh, about that man. Oh, send him in. Send him in. Yes, sir. Mr. Kent, Mr. White will see you now. You want to see me? Close that door.
1: Yes, sir. My name is Kent, Clark Kent. What can I do for you, Mr. Kent? Well, Mr. White, you can give me work, I hope.
2: Work? On
1: the paper? Yes, sir. I'd like to be a reporter.
2: Oh, you'd like to be a reporter. What papers have you worked on?
1: Well, none, sir, but... Oh, you haven't,
2: but you think you'd be a whiz. (laughs) Well, I'm afraid I can't use you, Kent.
1: You mean you haven't any openings?
2: Not for Greenhorns. I'm sorry if I'm blunt.
1: But, Mr. White, even if I am a greenhorn, suppose I brought you a good story.
2: And where would you get it? I'm afraid you'll have to excuse me, Mr.
1: Kent. A really good story? Such as? Such as the complete inside on the man called the wolf on the western railroads? Uh, uh, What's that? You heard me. Do you want that story? Do I want it? Well, I should say I do. But look here. I think I could get it for you, Mr. White. What do you know about the wolf? A little bit. Where did you ever hear his name? Connection with railroads, Mr. White. Oh,
2: stop beating around the bush. I only heard the beginning of that myself yesterday morning. Not a paper in the country has carried a line, and yet...
1: And yet I come in here and talk about it. I think I could do something with it, Mr. White. Now, look here, Kent. Mysterious secret messages have threatened
2: to tie up every railroad in the country, beginning with the western. For a while, the road paid no attention, and then the crack flyer on the PR went off a bridge.
1: Yes, I read about that.
2: Yeah, naturally. But you didn't read about the warnings because they weren't printed.
1: Weren't printed? No,
2: and they won't be. Not until we've checked all the angles. And then this man, the wolf...
1: Oh, yes, yes, the wolf.
2: Now, where do you come in? How did you get to know the wolf? Oh, excuse me. Say your own, White.
1: My friend, tomorrow night, the Silver Clipper leaves Denver for the West. It will not arrive in Salt Lake City. Hey, what's that? Who's this? I have been called the wolf. Goodbye.
2: Hey, come back here. Come back here. Wait, wait.
1: Yes, Mr. White? Where did that call come from?
2: I'm sorry,
1: sir. The party's been disconnected. Ah, nuts. I beg your pardon, sir, but if that call did come from the wolf, I should be inclined to believe it. Huh? How do you know who that was? If I were you, I'd warn the officials in charge of the silver clipper. Uh, look here. You couldn't hear that phone. What is this? How do you know who called me? As I was saying, Mr. White, suppose I brought you a good story. The story of the silver clipper and the
2: wolf. I take chances, Kent. I'm going to take a chance on you.
1: Thank you, Mr.
2: White. It's 2,000 miles. You'll have to hop a plane.
1: I'll get there, Mr. White, in spite of the weather.
2: Lord, I, I hadn't noticed the weather. Well, get to the airport anyway. You rang, Mr. White? Miss Smith, this is Clark Kent, temporarily attached to our staff. You'll note I said, temporarily. Yes, sir. Kent leaves for the west for the first plane. Get him tickets and a $200 advance. Mr. White, all planes are grounded. That's all right, sir. I'll get there. Uh, Take him outside. Show him what he needs to know. Mr. White, I'd like to thank you. Oh, let it go, Kent. Let it go. You get a story and you get a job. You're either clairvoyant or the luckiest guesser alive. Either way, I can use
1: you. But if you miss out, well...
2: This way, Mr. Kent.
1: Thank you, Miss Smith nice of you to show me around.
2: Pretty oh. lucky, I'll say. A hundred good newspaper men walking the streets and you step right into a job.
1: I say, I am lucky.
2: You wait in here. It's the ante room of the cashier's office. Well,
1: I really don't need an advance. Oh, I...
2: playboy in disguise, eh? Wait here.
1: Oh, what a rotten night.
2: Don't fall out that window. It's 20 stories down.
1: Beautiful view, even in the fog. You wait
2: right here till I get your money. Then I'll introduce you to a few real newspaper men.
1: Planes grounded. 2,000 miles to go. Sorry, Miss Smith. I'm afraid I can't wait. Clark Kent may need a plane, but Superman doesn't. Up with the window. And out!
2: Dad, I hope I didn't keep you waiting to... What? Miss Smith! Miss what Smith! Huh? What's wrong? That man! Did he go out, that Clark Kent? Nobody
0: went through the city room. No. He
2: didn't go out? Well, I left him right here, the, the window. Oh! The open window! He went through it and it's 20 stories down!
0: Out the open window, 20 stories above the ground. In the wink of an eye, Clark Kent, cub reporter for the Daily Planet, becomes Superman, eagle of the sky, winging his way west over city and plain, river and mountain, through the storm-swept night. But will he be in time? Can he checkmate the strange figure called the wolf, discover the plot, save the silver clipper, roaring toward Denver at 90 miles an hour? And remember... You've been listening to a classic radio drama proudly brought to you by the astoundingoutpost.com. Help support us by becoming a Patreon sponsor at www.patreon.com/astoundingoutpost.